before we jump into today's show, as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call JT Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast. It's a Friday episode. Day one of Avalanche training camp is done. There were a million things going on on the ice. 57 guys at camp on the ice doing stuff today. It was a good time. I was glad to get back in the rink and and watch some NHL players do their thing. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. AJ, did you like what you saw? Honestly, I'm having a I'm having a hard time staying cool. Yeah, that's uh, every that's not- year. <laughs> I'm like, I try really hard to be like, it's just training camp. It's just training camp. It's just training camp and not make too much of certain things. And then Kale McCarr straight bodies Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog. I I don't know, man. I'm this is a really good hockey team. Well, this is a really talented hockey team. We don't know how they're going to all the pieces will fit and how all it's going to work out, but I'm, I'm awfully impressed after day one, just how well put together the team feels. It does. There were a lot of things that it felt like it was meant to be chemistry wise. Granted, definitely big caveat of it's just drills and very very different in a real game but uh, oh yeah of course i mean come on yeah so you can't really take that much from it but when things just started falling into place man this team is going to be fun to watch one way or another <laughs> well and, and knowing you know miko rantanen is not here right um you know, Bowen Byram is an 18 year old kid who may or may not be uh, with the on, team. Yeah, on the team available. Yep. You know, knowing that even as good as today looked, ooh, two years from now could look significantly better. It really. Really could, given, and not just the Kale McCars, the Bowen Byrams, but Tyson Jost is only 21. I yeah. mean, really, Rantanen's what, 22? So yeah. these guys might not even be in their prime yet. I mean, Connor Timmons is 20 years old. Yeah, right. So 
they have the uh, the next clip loaded for the magazine, I guess. Yeah, dude, and <laughs> I mean, we're not even and we're not even talking like Alex Newhook and right, right, any of his other That's stuff. That's even it's, further down the line. <laughs> right, it's it's just that I mean, Alex Newhook could be a year. You know, true, you and I true. don't expect that, but could be. Uh, so, I mean, Rambo Santa could be in a year, so it's it's one of today was encouraging it felt good uh, a lot of skill on display a lot of skating it's easy to see two years ago they had a vision and they've they've kind of put it together yep and you know there are st- it's some of it is still patchwork uh you know you're you don't necessarily love that colin wilson is the guy that you're relying on for something but he's reliable you know you He's reliable in both good and bad ways, as he missed today with lower body tightness. You know, reliable in that when he's out there, he'll be he'll be solid in what he's always been in his NHL career, and that you know he'll probably miss twenty to twenty five games with some sort of ailments of some kind. You also had Eric Johnson and Ian Cole held out of training camp officially, but they were skating on their own. And then Kevin Connaughton participated in a in camp, but was wearing the the no contact jersey given his face, which is pretty messed up as it seems. Uh, chatted with him. The way I met him was so odd. Yeah, um, because normally, you know, meeting a media meeting a player is pretty straightforward. You walk up to where their locker is, and you stick your hand out and say, "Hi, my name is so and so," and you know. I work for so-and-so and and it's nice to meet you. And then they respond in kind and you have a normal human interaction. Um, I did not get a chance to talk to him. Um, uh, When he went after the first session, because I was in interviews of my own and he kind of disappeared. And then I was sitting in the locker room waiting for Callie Rosen to talk to him after the second session. And I was sitting in Connaughton's locker, uh, you know, just because my foot was hurting. And so I sat down in his locker and he came in to grab something from it. And he goes, he just walks up to me and says, hi, I'm Kevin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, hello, Kevin. <laughs> I'm AJ. Nice to meet you. And then we chatted. We spent the next several minutes talking about how he broke his face and the broken cheekbone. And, uh, you know, he was he had three metal plates inserted into his face a week ago. Yeah. And, and I'm, like, staring at his face, like, looking at it. And I'm, like, dang, dude, there's metal in there. And he he knocked on it like a like you're knocking on a door. Thunk. And, yeah, and he laughed, and he was, like, I can't wait to set off all the metal detectors everywhere I go now. On all the road trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't actually look that bad, considering you know, five days ago he said that he was not... Uh, he was he was eating food through a straw. Yeah, I was gonna and say I'm surprised he was so willing to talk to you. <laughs> training camp, he's out there and he's just doing his thing, and he's he was he was talking about it. Uh, he's wearing the cage, and I thought this was an interesting piece of information. And I know that training camp, there's all these other things, right? Um, but I thought it interesting that he decided to go with the cage and not the bubble. Any guesses as to why? I hate the cage, so no, I don't know why. <laughs> He's worried that during uh, during play, if it fogs up, he's not able to do anything about it until he gets back to the bench. 
I guess that makes sense, but it never occurred know. to me. Yeah, I'd, I never I'd, played with a bubble. I only ever played with a cage. So I, it, I've never used the bubble. Uh, I, it, it has never, it would never have occurred to me that that might be a thing. I, because I said, oh, well, Cole used the bubble last year and absolutely hated it. And he laughed and was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I didn't want, I don't want to use the bubble because it can fog up. And I want to be able to, you know, with the half visor that they all wear, that they're required to wear now. He said, if it happens, you can always just sort of lift it up while you're out there. And and then fix it later on. But if you have the full bubble on, you can't do that. You're not able to actually get to it. And so he said, I wanted to go with the cage. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you can get the bubbles that have like the vents on the bottom, but I don't know. I guess maybe he's a mouth breather and, and it fogs up a lot on him or something. I mean, I just thought it was interesting. It is. It is. It, and um, just to, just like one of those interesting little wrinkles, one of those little nuggets that, you know, you're like, oh, well, you can wear the cage. You can wear the bubble. He chose one and there was an actual reason for it and not just like, nah, we'll see. Yeah. Definitely fair. I dug it. Thought it was cool. Also interesting, at least to me, is some of the lines they ended up going with. They had... Obviously, McKinnon and Landis got together, put Burakovsky with them. That we kind of knew was coming, mm-hmm. given that Rantanen's not here. Yeah. Then they went with Donskoy, Kadri, and Jost. Also kind of falls in line behind that. But then they had Comfer and Nieto together, which I thought was a bit curious. Strange combination, that whole line. Comfer, Nieto, and Colin Campbell? Yep. What? Right. It, it was kind of a weird line. I thought they actually looked fairly good, particularly Nieto was, was playing quite well. On the drills. Uh, obviously, Colin Campbell is a total mystery there. Yeah. And then that, we, uh, you know, Evan mentioned it to me. He said, you know, given what we know about the Colin Wilson thing, that feels like his placeholder right there. Yeah, that's fair. And that made sense to me that, you know, that that would be like Nieto, Comfer and, and Wilson. But still, considering that that's your expected third line, Matt Nieto. I mean, uh, I guess he's bumped up because Rantanen's not there as well, right? Yeah, but, and not having two of your of your twelve forwards that you're comfortable with um, is going to create some of that. It is. It's still interesting that they chose Nieto yeah. to go with that line because you know that the injuries are going to happen and that they're going to have to fill in somewhere. So it's 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 interesting to see what their original kind of vision for it was. Yeah, and. You know, even getting into just camp drills like this, for the new guys, at least in group one, Belmar really stood out as strong defensively. Even in in like two-on-two drills, it was like, okay, so this is just what he does. What did you like about him? Like, what, uh, what, what about it stood out to you? Super aggressive on the puck carrier and just, just glued to him. Like, you cannot shake that dude. Mm-hmm. So uh, regularly with guys like Matt Calvert, we'll see him play, try to use his speed aggressively to play defensively. And, and sometimes he just gets walked around and left behind. Belmar is, is going with you once he's attached, he's not coming off. So a little bit of a sticky man. Yeah. He's got that. He's got the, uh, the tar on the Jersey a little bit or something like that. Nice. Yeah. I, um, 
did not spend a lot of time with Belmar. Uh, didn't didn't spend a lot of time watching him or um, keeping really keeping tabs on him. So uh, I'm I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you were. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we try to cover everything a little bit. Yeah, of course. You want to keep him. You know, there's a bunch of them there. Dudes, yeah. Yeah. 27 guys, more than that even, per group. 28. Uh, Yeah, they're, you know, with some absences. Right, right. You know, Nachushkin, uh, Wilson, EJ. They weren't there today. Right. So it ended up being a like little bit. At least 25 people in each group. But yeah. So a whole lot going on in the ice at one time. I mean, so. that's a full that's a full size team, right? Right, <laughs> you're more than your entire roster. Right, that's like your group. that's like your post trade deadline. Right, <laughs> exactly. Unlimited roster space team. <laughs> yeah, with that many people, sometimes you might be seeing double. Something that could also make you see double having a couple of drinks. It's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. Probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and the personal, my, well, I don't know what's my personal favorite anymore. It used to be the Avalanche, and then it was the Agave Wheat, and now I just like all of their beers. So, it's hard to pick one. I think today I'll go with that autumn lager that i had the other day because i'm i do really like dark beers more than light beers a lot of the time so that one's that one's at the top of my list today i'm sure it'll change again tomorrow but you can keep an eye out for any breckenridge beer at your local liquor store and make sure to keep an eye on the breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com as well we have all of our events planned there, so we'll be doing watch parties all season long, whether it's the Abs, the Nuggets, the rest of the Rockies season, or the Broncos. We will be out there drinking Breck beers. Please, RSVP, come have a good time with us. One more quick hit here in the first segment. We know Kale McCarr was, was one of the standouts in Group 1. Who else do you think really shined in that group? Um, You know... Am I allowed to say Hunter Miska? You are. Because I kind of loved him today. That impressive. I Well, and like normally in these types of settings, I ignore the goaltenders because they just get like Grubauer could, didn't stop a puck for like yeah, straight minutes. He got lit up. And Miska was not like that. He was very, I thought he was very aggressive and, and getting after it. And I, I really liked what I saw, to be honest with you. Um, also, uh, Brian Graves. Yeah. I thought Graves was, was fantastic. Honestly, of the six, seven D in that D battle, I thought he was the best one today. Out of all of them? Out of all of them. Ooh. Uh, I don't agree there, but I did really like him. Look, like I'm, I'm the biggest Mark Barbario fan out there. He's a great dude and I always root for his success. Uh, but I do, I do think that Graves had a much better day than Barb's did, and they were paired together, so it was obvious. Right. Like, right, that it was one easy was to see that clear. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get a little bit more into that battle, but we'll save that for the second segment here. 
First, I gotta pay a couple of bills as Chad with Houselift has an incredible service for you. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house but it's not in tip-top condition, you can go to houselift.com and they will show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that most buyers desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing these costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page. Both can be found at houseliftcolorado.com and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen dollars to $60,000 more into their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast, sponsored by The Green Solution. I'm Nathan, he's AJ. We kind of talked about the first group, some of the bigger standouts. Want to get into that defensive battle. Ryan Graves, I thought, looked absolutely fantastic. Offensively, he was Easily the one that flashed the most as far as I'm concerned. Yes, even more than Bowen Byram. And then his defense was fine. I, you know, it's hard to really pick out too much defense unless you're really doing work like Belmar was in drills like this. But where he kind of pushed it over the edge for me was the conditioning at the end, winning his group essentially. Yeah, Um I mean, it's great that he's in he's in great shape and then he's ready to go and because he you know he needs to be right. Um, all these guys do. Like, let's be re- <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> but uh, I don't. I'm I'm not making too much of any of the uh, conditioning no, stuff. Of course, the Ed will keep reiterating. I'm sure that you can't make anything of yeah. most of this, but. Right. Um, I, uh, for me, man, I, I thought the guy that, that we're talking about for the defensive battle. Yeah. Uh, I am, I, I liked Byram. Yeah. I, I thought he was really composed. Uh, I thought he was really solid all around and, uh, just doing everything, Every, everything asked of him, I thought, was awesome. And this is a dude, first day of, of NHL training camp. You know, he's now all of a sudden he's up against a bunch of NHL dudes. And this is it. This is what the, I mean, they drafted him and he said, oh, I'm going to go into camp and I'm going to try and I'm going to try and get a job. That's now. That's day one is over now. And I'm. I couldn't have been more impressed with how composed he was. Uh, you know, he 18 year olds, you never know how they're going to react to the, to the moment. Right. Of course. And I thought he owned it. I thought he stepped up to it and I thought he, I thought he met it. I, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't amazing. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't overwhelmingly good in any of this, any of that. But I, I just think that if that's a baseline, that's what he's like on day one. What happens when that guy gets comfortable? Right. When because that's what I'm looking at, man. I'm I'm thinking this dude is going to find a comfort zone and it's not going to take him long based on what we've seen uh, from him previously. Dev camp, 
uh, out in Anaheim. It does not take him long to adjust to the environment that he's in and figure out, okay, well, how do, how do I succeed? How do I dominate? Uh, I bring it. Yeah, exactly. I'm one day of camp. I am more confident that he makes the team than I was 24 hours ago, just because I felt like he was so composed and fit in so well, that is going to appeal to, to the coaching staff in the front office because they're, what are you worried about when you throw an 18 year old kid just drafted into the NHL? What's your number one concern? That he's not ready, too young mentally. Right. That that the moment is going to swallow him whole. Right. Because like physically, there's no way Bowen Byram is ready. You know, he's not physically f- totally filled out and and mature. Uh, he's not as strong as he's going to need to be. He's not as experienced as he could be. Uh, you know, you'd like to get him some more big game experience, both with a deep Memorial Cup run in the WHL. Or and uh, and with the WJCs this year, where he'll be definitely he'll make Team Canada. So you know you'd love to see him get that big game experience and all of that, and that would be great. But the big thing that that you talk about with eighteen year olds in the NHL is can they handle the moment? What's their consistency like? What's the what's the level? Because if you're talking about an eighteen year old in the NHL, the kid's got the skills already. He's got the hockey talent to justify that conversation. Otherwise you wouldn't be having it. It's all about the maturity, the approach, the day-to-day understanding of how to be a pro, how to be a professional hockey player doing this for a living day in and day out. (laughs) This is your job. And you know, most 18 year old kids don't have that maturity. They don't have that, that emotional polish yet. I when I was 18 I sure as hell didn't. You know, I couldn't I couldn't have walked into a professional environment and and succeeded. Deer in the headlights for Absolutely, sure. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. So, I um, for me I was so impressed with that. Uh, again, I don't I don't think that he played outstanding. I thought he was solid. Yeah, I thought he was good. And for me, like solid on day one, knowing where that guy's ceiling is, I just feel like there's you get him you once he gets comfortable, you get him with a partner uh, that that he likes and that he plays well with and that he has chemistry with, and and they develop a comfort zone. If that happens in this preseason, if one of these guys they have instant chemistry next to him, they're not keeping him off the team, right. An interesting wrinkle there. We talked about this at the rink. They had him with Callie Rosen today. Not the Byram Timmons pairs. We were maybe slightly hoping for, even if totally hoping for. But yeah, (laughs) totally. Especially when they ended up in the same group. I was like, oh, it's good to know that they're still listening to the podcast. And then they broke our hearts. (laughs) Well, (laughs) at least we got to see them both. Timmons, I thought, looked solid. Much like Byram, though, nothing fantastic and didn't super stand out, really. And to be fair, given the drills they did today, there wasn't a ton for the defensemen to really get involved in. So, Well, and, and a guy like Timmons, where his his like basic skill set, you know, who he is as a hockey player, his hockey DNA is not going to shine through in this kind of setting. He's never been a drills guy. Right. Sunday when they get into a, uh, when they get into the scrimmages and they actually start going back and forth and they start putting mental stresses into this 
instead of just running drills and looking at, wow, which guys are physically really good players. You know, you're that's when Connor Timmons always comes out to play is when it's it's an actual game hockey situation. And and he actually has to make choices and, and do things on the fly. That's where that dude is good. 100%. Back to the forward side, flipping over the page there. This was the first real practice, at least for the new guys. That includes Donskoy and Kadri, who were together alongside Jost. Honestly, I thought Donskoy looked head and shoulders above the other two. It's hard not to feel like, why did this guy only score 37 points last yeah, year? Yeah, with what he showed those hands today. Oof. Right. With, with, with everything that was happening, it's just like, huh. And, like, this guy played with Kane and Hurdle last year, so it's not like he had bad line mates. Right, like, what, right. Huh. What's the deal? Huh. And then you... You know, you then you remember it's this training camp. They're not exactly going full bore here, are they? <laughs> right, and you've got some guys like like we saw. You know, we're we were excited because Kale McCarr shut down Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon's going forty five percent. Yeah, right. <laughs> but hey, you know, I mean, nobody else like, could do it. So <laughs> right, and like and like he, I don't remember who it was that he went wide on, but I was like, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> like you just wanted to give the guy a hug, right? They're just kids, Mac. Don't hurt them. Yeah, right? Like, these guys have career. Like, don't destroy the confidence, dude. Just because you're you. Like, same team, homie. But no, he, you know, I, you do try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, that is, like, because Donskoy did. He looked ridiculous, dude. He looked, he looked awesome. And there were moments where I thought, oh, my God, Andre Burkowski's an all-star. Like when he goes flying down that wing and he doesn't have to do anything but shoot the puck, I was like, "Oh, dude ripped like four posts in a row today." <laughs> it was like, "Oh, okay." Was kind of a weird one for me because obviously he's just thrown in with with the two big guns. Yeah, and there's a lot of focus there where he he missed a couple of assignments on a couple of drills that ended him early for his line and. Uh, you could you could tell McKinnon has such a standard that he's accustomed to uh, that he maybe needed to tone it down a little bit. Like that's a new guy who's filling in, who's not even supposed to be there, has no idea what your systems even are. Right, exactly. This is his learning. He's literally learning the system right now. Yep. And I talked to one other player today. It was off the record, so I you know I won't name any names, but uh, who who was a newcomer to the Avs and said, I love the system. It makes way more efficient use of all five guys on the ice than his previous team. And I thought that was also an interesting comment. But when you're, when they're installing your systems, there are going to be mistakes. Today's the day to make a mistake. I would have liked McKinnon to maybe ease up on Burakovsky a little bit. You know, you don't have to give. I I did not mind him giving Brandon Sajan the death stare when Sajan high sticked him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went down hard there. But I definitely do mind him giving Burakovsky the cold shoulder. You know, like hey, help him. This is day one, dude. Help him figure it out. Like you're you're right now. 
the crutch of having Miko ranting in is just gone. Yeah, and there's a very real possibility that this is a thing down the line in the season. So you might as well get on a get off on a right foot, right? So. Yeah, and you want to see, you know, I'd love to see them get a little, <clears throat> I'd love to see them get a little chemistry going uh, and start to kind of feel their way through it. And, and you know, they maybe they, hey, maybe they, maybe they will, um, you know, maybe this ranting in thing takes another week or two and these guys all stick together and they, and they build that up. But today that line, it was just, I, I agree with what Bedner said afterwards. It was all right. It It wasn't, it wasn't anything memorable. It wasn't like. You're not sitting there like, oh, no wonder this is the top line in hockey. Right. It, you know, they was, weren't breathtakingly dominant or anything. Every third time down, McKinnon would decide to do something silly and it would work. Or Landis God would just decide to snipe a shot or something. Right. right. <laughs> but that's why I found the, the Donskoy Kadri line so interesting. Because they're not fully integrated into the systems, it did feel very free-flowing. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it every time down. Go and wing Tyson Jost. Yeah, right. I I did this last year, where training camp Tyson Jost the hype was real. (laughs) Yeah, looked. Boy, but um, looked really, really good today. Like. I don't, you know, and I picked him as a breakout guy, and everybody knows that I'm a Tyson Jost fan, so it's, you know, wow, imagine that. AJ likes Tyson Jost. I mean. But had a good day, man. I thought he looked really, that line together, honestly, looked. Yeah. If if Rantanen comes back, they might just keep that group together. Honestly, I'm saying, that Don Skoy Kadri connection was hard not to to see today. (laughs) Right, right. It's. Honestly, I would have a really hard time picking out someone who had a bad day. You can pick out and say, well, Burakovsky wasn't the best at the the fitness tests or, or Couch struggled at the fitness test. But on the whole, no one was consistently struggling. I really don't. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, I, what, I'm not worried about it either, to be I, honest. I would say if you want to talk about a guy that I was a little just disappointed with where – uh, we need to see something, man. You got to see something out of Kamenev. Yeah. His line had one really nice play on my end of the ice, but that was as much his line mates as himself. And then he just kind of faded. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned him earlier, uh, and I talked to him today, Callie Rosen. Yeah. Initial impressions there on the the other guy they got from Toronto. My initial impressions, um, yeah. honestly, <laughs> yeah, talking to you, was, homie. <laughs> he was, he kind of falls into that same mold that I, I put Timmons in for the day, where he was solid, mm-hmm. didn't really stand out. I, I think he he played well off of Byram, and he did a couple of things. You could see the wheels turning. He played very smart on some of the drills. He would pinch in at the correct times and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have any real offensive flashes or anything like that. So good, but nothing special. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, was hoping for a little bit more, but I think, uh, the intelligence. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. I think that flashed a little bit, um, next to him, next to Byram. I thought, boy, that's a, that's a solid pairing, you know? 
Right. I, if that's the pairing that it ends up being on opening night, I would have zero complaints. I mean, well, first of all, that's two PK guys. Right. And <laughs> uh, it's also um, two guys that can play off of each other really freely. You know, the the skating ability between both yeah. of them is it's it's really good. Gives a lot of leeway to to try things. Exactly. And it's not and it's not physically imposing, but it's such a smart and aggressive, def- uh, uh, like defensively aggressive, like the way that they deny the blue line um, individually. You put them together. And I think that that has the makings of being a very legitimate third pairing for you this year or next. That's the world that we live in with this training camp now is you could absolutely have a third pairing there of Byram and Rosen, or you could run it back and end up with a pairing of Timmons and Connaughton. <laughs> yeah, or Barbario and Connaughton. Barbario and Graves. Where you're just like, huh. Yeah, boy, Barbario and Graves. Wouldn't that be an interesting opening night third pairing? It, it's really, honestly, any of those pairings and any mix of them is not off the table at this point. So that, that's a good place to end segment two. I will say whoever is on that third pairing, they're going to be game changers. Also a game changer is Strava Craft Coffee. Nice. Strava Craft is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible. I'm sure you've already checked them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, help decrease anxiety, you name it, it's got it covered. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and we really could not recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live full. You can check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout, and you can get it shipped straight to your door. Third and final segment of this training camp BSN Avalanche podcast. I'm Nathan. He's AJ. We've talked about the defensemen. We've talked about some of the forwards. I did want to dig a little bit deeper into these forwards. Belmar was in a bit of an interesting spot today, playing next to Greer and Logan O'Connor, potentially two guys fighting for a job there. And then in the other group, Martin Kaut, I don't even remember who he was playing next to, but it I don't think it was lineup regulars. Yeah, there were a lot of, the second group had a lot of AHL mixtures, like uh, Megna and yep. Calvert on a line together. Yeah, there was Where, it was kind of like two guys and then an AHLer type thing. Yeah, it was very it was very like hodgepodgey mishmashy where just, it was dudes were just all over the place. Right. Okay. Try and sort through as best you can, but Yeah, exactly. It on the Greer and, and Logan O'Connor side, I actually didn't mind their their play today. I thought they played pretty well off of each other, which is interesting considering they're basically fighting for the same roster spot. Yeah. But but you do see, a, I think, a little bit higher level of intensity there in those battles. Granted, one, because it's AJ Greer and that's just how he always plays. <laughs> but also because these guys are fighting for NHL careers. I thought it was interesting, uh, Greer, one moment that I noticed today was uh, their line finished a drill, didn't do it correctly, 
And Greer skated over to the boards, didn't open the door. He just hopped over the boards and then sat down and and just put his head in his hands. And I thought he might be hurt, but the trainer never came over and talked to him. And then he just kind of sat there for a few minutes while his two line mates went to the opposite side of the bench, sat down, and were talking to each other. Greer was at the end of the bench by himself. Uh, sitting with two guys that were on uh, different lines and was just totally separated from the guys that he's playing with. And while they were, they were talking and, and for all I know, they were talking about lunch plans, but you would assume that they were talking about something relevant to the drill that they just screwed up. And Greer is just sitting down there looking at the, looking at the ground separated from them, you know, don't want to make too much of it, but from a, for a guy where, this Chemist- is something that's already on the radar. Exactly. Chemistry with teammates has been a bit of an issue. You know, it's easy to make too much of this from him, but it's also something that you notice because that had it been a different guy, I may not have noticed, but how he interacts with his teammates and how he's kind of getting along with everybody around him is something that I'm going to pay uh, attention to while, while those stand out as part of the reason he has struggled to develop a foothold on the NHL roster. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's perfectly valid, especially when you're when you're getting reps with someone like Belmar, who not only right. is a veteran that can help you out in that way, but is pretty much locked in as the Abs four C. Right, and you're sitting there, and you're you're like you said, you're on a line with a guy that you're directly competing for a job with in Logan O'Connor. Yep, but. You've got to play, you've got to outshine that guy, but you also want to earn the respect of a guy like Belmar, whose voice is going to carry a lot of weight in the locker room and whose respect goes a long way because he is a veteran guy who's very well liked and has been around enough the last couple of years as part of deep, uh, deep, deep playoff runs for Vegas. And, you know, and, and certainly was a key role player for them the last couple of years. That's a dude whose respect you want to earn. And I thought it was a little disappointing. And again, I'm not going to make too much of just the one situation that I saw, but it was just a touch disappointing to see that a guy who's already having fitting in with the team problems is on day one, having fitting in with the team problems. For sure. And it is a bit interesting that becomes more of a conversation for two reasons. One, Colin Wilson being held out today, as you said, yeah. he gets hurt every year. So, yeah. so that's going to be a spot that has to be replaced. Number two, due to paper issues or visa issues, I'm not exactly sure what. Valmichuk not here today. Passport problems. It was that the visa got approved, but he couldn't get his Russian passport. And I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, what in the world? He signed the day that I was. He signed on. It had to have been August nineteenth. Yeah, the day he came back. It was the day I flew home because I was at the Flying J in Grand Forks when he signed. And <laughs> he's you he had time. You knew this was coming. Right. You knew when things were happening. It's been three weeks. I. It's so weird. It, it is very weird. And 
especially, you know, when you're talking about a lot of these guys coming in from Canada and, and things like that have had mm-hmm. no problems. Right. Well, and, and other European dudes have made it with no issue. Like they've got a contract to get the work visa squared away. What's going on with this? What's going on with your passport? I don't, I don't know. I'm. It's odd. It's yeah. That's the right word for it. Like this is not any kind of a commentary on him. This isn't like a bash Valerie Nachushkin thing. It was just, it's sort of weird. <laughs> I'm, are you sure you don't want to make it that though? No, no, definitely not, man. I'm, <laughs> I I've said my, I've said my piece I on know. it. Everybody knows how I feel. So, um, I, it, but it just, it does, it does stick out as just kind of, kind of bizarre. And then he's going to get here and he's going to have to go through physicals tomorrow. And I mean, like that dude, like flying over from Russia, that's a long flight. Uh, it's going to be brutal. Yeah, he's going to be doing, he's going to be going through all this brutal physical testing. And then the first day he gets on ice is on Sunday when they're doing the scrimmages where they're testing system installation knowledge. Like, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, right. Like, it's going to be a little bit, it, it's like one thing if it's Rantanen, right? Because he's been in the system for a few years. He yeah. can show up and do that in his sleep. <laughs> But like Nachushkin's coming over where they the, the Dallas and Colorado play two pretty different styles of hockey. So it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how he does. I'm I was already curious and now I'm curiouser. <laughs> curiouser. <laughs> I'm definitely more curious now just because it's such a bizarre situation playing out. It, it is bizarre, but bringing it back to the hockey, the fact that there was no Colin Wilson, there was no Nachushkin today, mm-hmm. it was really an opportunity for the Logan O'Connors or, or Sheldon Dries, those guys to say, look, I, it's, I have an inside line to this job now, Yep, and I need to stand out or – risk getting sent down and and to be honest none of those guys really i didn't feel like had a great day i would agree and and you know it's day one sometimes it's it's hard to look past the fact that mckinnon is doing spinning backhands into the net that was so i was sitting next to evan and dario when that happened and we all just looked at each other and we're like okay like whatever dude yeah just uh, occasional silliness from the the top talent. It will definitely draw your eye. Yeah, definitely. In that case, my goodness, was that silly or what? I've never even seen. I, I've never seen him do that before. I've watched a lot of Nathan McKinnon over the last few years. I've never seen that. He just he knew Colin Wilson wasn't on the ice today and wanted to pay an homage to him mm-hmm. and his one spinning backhand goal that happened. <laughs> It was kind of a weird day for the depth, as we've said, with the mixing of the lines. And I just don't know what to what to make of it just yet, because that's part of the lineup that we could see get moved around quite a bit. Yeah, I really if they have a couple of injuries this year, I'm hoping that this is not the response. <laughs> right. <laughs> just throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. I mean, yes, that would not be ideal. You're hoping for someone to separate, right? Right. Are you going to win a job or not? You know, because when Bednar talked about Kale McCarr and said that, LOL, he was going to be a number one or a number two this year. Uh, and then he followed it up and said, you know, the 
we're not, this is not something that's just being handed to him. You right. know, he works hard. He carries himself in such a way. He came in and understood our culture and matched it immediately from day one. The work ethic, the way that he approaches uh, life as a professional hockey, it's all there already. And so they look at him almost as a veteran guy and say, all right, well, we're going to give you that role. That's what some of these younger guys that are trying to make the team need to do. You know, if you're a Dries or you're a Bowers or you're a Cout, uh, you're an O'Connor, you're a Greer, one of these guys, there's, you know, there are examples to follow. Be a pro. Right. It's time to be a pro. Approach this thing every single day with that, with a certain vigor. You'll win this coaching staff over. I honestly think the couch stuff today probably helped him more than hurt him. Uh, probably. Because Bedner said, look, I have to check the times, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that he's that exhausted at the end of this. The point he said was to push yourself beyond your limits. Couch did that. He didn't take it easy. He didn't stop. He said, I Bedner even said, if I had it my way, everybody would feel that way after they got done doing this. Right. And, you know, Bednar has always liked that hard work ethic type of thing. Yeah. I will say, on the line, empty the tank kind of guy. Last, though, in his group for that. (laughs) And, you know, maybe it is a bad thing. Like, maybe if if, if the times don't check out and he's not, uh, they did not, the abs did not get what they wanted out of him, then that's a much bigger problem. Right. He had all summer to prepare for this. You know, did he just push himself so hard or did he did he actually get the kinds of times that he should have uh, gotten, but he maybe overdid it just a little bit? Because if that's the case, then you're you're not bothered by this at all. That's exactly what you wanted. Right. I mean, regardless of the time, it's not something I'm putting much stock into. Yeah. Being conditioned is great. It's necessary to a degree. But straight up skating suicides up and down the ice is a lot different than playing a hockey game. Absolutely. I mean, you totally different kinds of training for that. Right, exactly. So it's not a lot of the things that we saw on the ice today are not directly correlatory to an actual NHL game. You have to keep that in mind. I'm going to keep saying it, I'm sure, mm-hmm. all weekend, all of next week long. Until we see them in games, It's you can only take so much from it. Absolutely. I mean, 100%, man. It's We're here breaking this all down because that's what we're supposed to do. And for those of you who unfortunately can't make it, we want to be your eyes. But at the same time, you do keep it all into perspective. Exactly. Today, I thought was an encouraging day. Uh, no injuries. We've seen the last two years. Guys have pulled stuff hurt themselves, and hurt yep. themselves doing these endurance drills. I guess tomorrow I'll, I'll say no injuries because we don't know for sure. We're assuming right now that everybody got out okay. But Nothing there, were some, done, here. Boy, there were some guys who were feeling it afterwards. They even opened the locker room after the second session. We walked in and there's a couple of guys who were just dying. And Calvert said, hey, can we get five minutes here just to kind of catch our breath? And I was like, Psh. I'll leave. Like, absolutely get it, man. Like, have at it, dude. I don't ever want to try and interview a player unless he's unless he's comfortable. Yeah. Right. It's not gonna be a good interview otherwise. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it was like, yeah, dude, 
calm down. You know, catch your breath, literally. Do you first, yeah. It's all right. Well, kind of wrapping up, final thoughts on day one. Any other standouts that maybe we haven't mentioned or, or anything to keep an eye on? Sure. Hope Philip Grubauer is better at stopping pucks in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a key factor to the AV season, isn't it? Yeah. Not something I'm going to be overly concerned with after one day, but I tell you, if every day a training camp looks like this, by Monday, you're going to have to talk me off the ledge. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Grub, I hope you're listening because I'm not prepared to talk AJ off the ledge. Well, <laughs> we'll have to find somebody then. All right, I guess somebody we'll have to bring somebody will mellow me out yeah. a little bit when I when I uh, way over the top it. You know, I yeah, right. Just go ham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess that's going to do it for us for this Friday. Of course, BSN will have you completely covered for all of training camp. If you're not subscribed yet, uh, now's the time to do it. We've been talking about it. We're still so pumped for the coverage that we're going to have, not only for camp, but preseason and then even regular season even more. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to chatting with everyone like I did today at the rink. Hope you guys keep listening, and as always, we will talk to you again soon. In need of a top dog electrician? For over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract companies in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the BSN back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call.